2: You're listening to Adam Carriker on The Ticket on 9837 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Adam Carriker on The Ticket. A fine Friday, folks. All right, real quick. As always, be sure to check out Ge supply.com All right, check out their website. Check them out in person or give them a call at 402 467 one16 As always, you can always check out characterchronicles.com. A bunch of new content going up all the time. We have contributions from Doc Talk, Rob Zadiska, Travis Justice, Connor Hayden of Corn Craze, John Johnston of Corn Nation, a plethora of other folks as well. Yours truly included, of course. It's where all your football, volleyball, basketball, Husker, hopes and dreams will come true. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot to mention one thing when I was talking about potential transfer portal folks or positions, so to speak. All right. I have talked about it before, so I'm not going to spend a, a bunch of time on it, but we're already on the topic of transfer portals and needs and things of that nature. And, you know, does does Nebraska need to go? I haven't heard a lot of a lot talked about this. In fact, I'm about the only one I've heard bring it up more than just once or twice. And there's probably other people who've talked about it more, but. A potential transfer portal quarterback for the Huskers, right? As I mentioned before, Heinrich Carberg won five games, five games to be specific, not five or six, five games last year for the Huskers. Okay, you got the number one quarterback recruit in the country and Dylan Raiola. People are obviously excited about him. You got Daniel Kalen. This is a kid who, I mean, what more could you ask him? Not only an elite 11 quarterback in his own right, we got two of those, true freshmen that are elite 11 quarterbacks in the room now. Okay, don't forget, Harburg was a top-20 dual-threat quarterback coming out of high school. Kalen, as soon as there was an opening, said, thank you, Missouri. I'm going to go to a team that uh, hasn't won a game, uh, had a winning season in many, many years, and I'm going to leave it a a team that's going to finish in the top ten and win a New Year's Six Bowl game because I love Nebraska, because that's what Nebraska's about, and that's what this kid's about. To be clear, I expect Nebraska to start doing better, but that's the situation, that's the decision, and that's the facts. They don't care about feelings that he was dealing with at the time. And he not only chose to come to Nebraska relatively quickly, if you remember, it's just a couple of days. He helped recruit, peer recruit, a good portion of that recruiting class. So there's no reason not to be excited about the guys in that room right now. Harburg, Ryola, Kalen. And again, I love Heinrich Harburg. The kid's nothing but class. Plays with a passion, a veracity from a quarterback position. With the way he wants to run the football and how he runs the football okay you know what i have mentioned you know the the at the time when we had chubba purdy still on the roster you know maybe it'd be better if he switched positions so he could help contribute and and, and help the team in other ways so this is a guy that the rule has clearly stated in press conferences he wants to give a shot at quarterback and there's a reason for it okay and then you got two true freshmen i've said it before and i'll say it again you, you can't screw up the quarterback position again Yes, the future is bright at this position, but are you going to sacrifice year two? Because that's what kind of year one felt like. Are you going to sacrifice the most, how do you, how do I say it? The most scrutinized position on the team and for good reason. There's a reason for it. Okay. Again, potentially not get it right again. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be right a couple of years from now. And I'm not saying one of these guys couldn't step in right now and do the job. Again, Harburg won. Had a, had a winning record, won five games, okay? And there are freshmen who step in now, and they win ball games, But I don't know how you can just bank on it. How can you just count on that? How do you know that's the best option for year one? Okay, well, year two, I'm sorry, year two, following year one. How do you know that? So for me, I kind of look at this as how I looked at the wide receiver position. A lot of young guys at that position. A lot of fast guys, a lot of athletic guys, a lot of guys with big, bright futures we needed some vet guys with maybe a year of eligibility left who could help in a specific role. And that's exactly what Nebraska got in Isaiah and Jamal Banks. Isaiah and Okay, Isaiah and Jamal are not brothers. That's how I view the quarterback position. If nothing else, I think you need a veteran guy, and the issue you face is going into year three, being this is year two, one year from now, if Dylan isn't starting this year, based on whatever happens this offseason, There's going to be a lot of eyes anticipating that he starts a year from now. So do you want to bring in a sophomore transfer? Probably not. Junior? Probably not. You know, Matt Rule has said, he has flat out said, um, he likes to bring in guys with multiple years of eligibility left at the quarterback position. But does that change with the way your quarterback position group now looks? Maybe a guy... Who's a senior, maybe a guy with one year of eligibility left, maybe a guy who isn't worried about year two, who's willing to come in and compete and be a a veteran and be a leader, maybe start, maybe, you know, can you entice somebody to do that? Who's left in the transfer portal? That would be intriguing or interesting. All right. And we kind of knew Casey Thompson. You know, there was a couple of whispers, you know, maybe a month ago or whatever it was, but he, we kind of knew he wasn't going to be that guy. He's going to Oklahoma. All right, so wish him the best of, nut, of luck, nothing but love for him, so he's not the guy. You know, we don't even know, and I'm not going to spend much more time on this because we don't know, the guy that comes to my mind that could be a potential good fit, former Maryland quarterback, Tulia Tagaviola. all right? Now, this is the guy, as you as you probably know, younger brother of NFL star, Tulia Tagaviola, all right? He was the Big Ten's career leader in passing yards last year, so not too shabby. Now, that was his fourth season playing for the Terrapins. Okay, although one was a pandemic-shortened 2020 season, he also played five games for Alabama in 2019 before transferring to Maryland. Viola has applied for a waiver for from the NCAA for another year of eligibility. It's unclear if he's going to get it. Okay, he completed 66% of his passes, 3,377 yards, averaged 7.7 yards per completion, 25 touchdowns, 11 INTs, okay, and a passer rating of 145. He's just a guy that, If you were available, I don't know how Matt Rule would make a run at him. You don't know what's going to happen there with the eligibility, all that other stuff. It's just a thought of the quarterback room is bright, the future. okay? The talent is there. That's how I felt about the wide receiver room, but I was kind of like, what about now? What about this season? And that's kind of how I feel about the quarterback room, and I'm just curious to see what happens. Because you had to imagine before Purdy transferred, Rule was – planning on Purdy being heavily in that mix for this year and potentially being the starter for this year. He would have been my odds-on favorite. Now that guy's gone. So to me, that's something that needs to be heavily thought about, if not addressed, just a smidge to a whole lot throughout this offseason. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Alabama, former Alabama head coach, as I'm sure you're aware, Nick Saban has retired. Saban spent 17 years in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa posting a t- 201 and 29 record. That's that's really impressive. All right, with six national titles, he also had one at LSU, so seven total and two undefeated seasons. Okay, getting hired. All right, I'm sorry looking at the next potential hiring of Alabama's head coach and who it might be now Steve Sharkeesian was the immediate name that a lot of people brought up he's pretty much put those rumors to bed at this point gonna stay it looks like in good old Texas and so some of the other names that are brought up Kalen DeBoer Washington's head coach all right. This is a guy. DeBoer has rapidly risen up the ranks to become one of the nation's top coaches. From 2005 to 2009, he went 63. I'm sorry, 67 and three. Again, really impressive at his alma mater, Sioux Falls, a Division II school. Okay. His first D1 opportunity then came at Fresno State, where he uh, was 12 and six in two seasons, 20 and, 2020 and 2021, before being hired by Washington. Okay. Now, Washington has gone 25 and three over the last two seasons, as we know, made it to the national championship and had one of the most prolific offenses in the country. You know, everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mike Tyson said, and apparently Michigan as well, but Washington still one of the best offenses in the entire country this year. He's a guy to keep your eye on. You know, with Mike Rabel, Rabel the former Titans head coach, and it's interesting, I was surprised to find out he was no longer the Titans head coach and how that whole process went down because they they love that man in Tennessee. He he is very similar to Dan Campbell up in Detroit. Former player, former NFL player, kind of comes from that perspective when he's coaching. And I think those two guys just seem to resonate with their players just a little bit more. Dan Campbell understands X's and O's. He understands... You know, talent acquisition through the draft, and free agency. But I think when you watch the Lions play, the way that they play, it's the way that he wants them to play. And they are bought in because they are bought into him. And that's kind of how I always envisioned Mike Vrabel at, at, at Tennessee. And I know they haven't had quite the wins they've wanted lately. But one question, you know, potentially going back to Bama, is Vrabel, is he even open? To moving back to college because if he is alabama should listen in my opinion the former nfl linebacker began his coaching career as an ohio state assistant for three seasons he jumped to the nfl in 2014 with the texans and then became as we know the titans head coach now he did compile a winning record over six years in tennessee with 54 wins and 45 losses okay and three playoff appearances before he was fired last week okay now you know, when it comes to DeBoer, when it comes to Vrabel, he doesn't ha- really have a connection to Alabama. He's an Ohio State alum. So he's familiar with big programs. And Vrabel obviously coached plenty of Alabama, Alabama pro- products in his time with the Titans, including Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Rashawn Evans. Okay, but I don't know if he's interested in coming back to college, but he seems like he'd be a name, a guy that they would be interested in if you're the Alabama Crimson Tide. Look at Dabo Sweeney. And of course, his name's gonna come up when they they were playing Alabama for like 84 consecutive decades in the national championship game. It seemed like Clemson and Alabama every year. Everybody knew, I knew, because they kept showing us that you know he was a part of Alabama's 92 national title team, and he has that strong connection to Alabama and he, during his time there. And, even though the last few years haven't been perfect, Sweeney is among the most proven candidates who could replace Saban. The two-time national champion has posted a 170 and 43 record in 60, 16 seasons at Clemson, including two title game wins: 2016, 2018, and one loss: 2015 against Alabama. Clemson went nine and four in 2023. It's their worst nine and four is their worst season since 2010. All right. Obviously, Sweeney, as I mentioned, has deep ties to Alabama, not just including the three championship showdowns. He was a walk-on wide receiver for the Crimson Tide, played a reserve role in their 92 national championship team. They served as an assistant coach from 93 to 2000. Okay, now I should mention, despite his connection to the program, current students don't seem too interested in bringing Sweeney home. I don't know if the students have much of a say, but I think, I think modern-day Alabama Alabama ends, Alabama ends. I don't know how you say that. don't really care. Probably view him as more of a foe than a friend because of the time lapse between when he was there and that national championship in 92 and all the wars that Clemson and Bama have had over the years. I do think he's a name that could be interesting, make a lot of sense. Alabama, my guess is that they're going to look at him and be like, oh, Clemson's fallen off and they're not what they were and that's not who we want to be. And so, you know, maybe they're not too interested in him. The other name that I see brought up, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, I just find this one funny, is Deion Sanders. Yes, what well, he made Colorado a lot better last year. Let's be honest, um, that's not saying much. And they're probably going to be even better next year. But I mean, my goodness, his D1 coaching record is four and eight right now. I would think that he'd have to prove himself a little bit more at the Division One level before people start taking him seriously. All right, before we hit that commercial break, because I want to talk about some of the NFL playoff games when we come back and answer any questions the fine folks throw my way. Bill Belichick, 71, out at New England, as I'm sure you know. And it seemed to be um, mutually friendly as they left out the door. It was Kraft's decision. It was not necessarily Belichick's, but it seemed to end mutually friendly after 24 years. My goodness, what a heck of a run. And then you look at a guy like Pete Carroll, Okay, he made it clear it was not his his decision to step down at Seattle. He's going to be more of an advisor although he is open to coaching roles somewhere else. Okay. I believe he's 70 yeah, he is 72 years old. Okay. Had all that success at USC, had a lot of success at Seattle, but kind of like you know, New England hadn't made with the past 4 years since Brady left, they'd only made the playoffs once. Okay. The past 3 to 4 to 5 years Seattle hasn't been the legion of boom. They haven't been quite the same. And so that's the reason for the change there in Seattle. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a little bit. Well, I want to get to any questions you have. So as always, call or text 402-464-5685. That's 402-464-5685. And let's talk a little bit of NFL playoffs, and I'll give you my predictions, and we'll have a little fun. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.